welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here with friends today. Once more. And we're very excited. We have yeah. to care. Okay, so I'll say I'm not Summer and then you'll say. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I'm not Summer. And I'm not Lulu. Cool. So, okay, everybody, that means that I'm Lulu and <laughs> she's Summer. Yes. Yes. Cool. Perfect. Fantastic. Good. Now that we've established Everyone who's has a role. not who. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not any of these three Process people. by elimination. It's <laughs> confusing. I, I know. I don't. It's one of those really obnoxious riddles where it's like, Dan was Who's here on lying? Wednesday, but on Friday, so was Susie. Yeah. Wait, like if so I, was Susie? If I said, I'm lying. Thursday? Right. Anyway, in Argentina, <laughs> we've got some shit happening. Yeah. You figure it out. Wonderful. <laughs> um, if this is your very first time joining us, welcome to the madness. It's going to get crazy because it always gets crazy and that's the way we like it and it's never going to change. So <laughs> sit down. Wait, can we call ourselves the Fantastic Pains Four? Yeah. We are now. Oh my God. I'll be the thing. Is that? <laughs> <That's not laughs> what I, what's his name? I don't. The weird rock I know dude. you want to be the thing, but it's going to seem like we picked that for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> that's why I went for it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'll just be Captain America. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> He's also not one of them. <laughs> well, that was obvious. No, I, the who, actor. What is the rock looking dude? Oh, not Dwayne Johnson. The actor, isn't it? The Am stone guy. No, you're right. Okay. Is that the... I don't know who did it. I want to say Batista, the but that's not right. That is the thing. That is the thing. I was fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the so invisible I'll be that. woman. Yes. And... and Stretchy, stretchy one. The, the guy, terrible guy, yeah. who's played by um, awful, my boy, awful. in 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 the movie. I might bring <laughs> shut off. It's, it's the other <laughs> one Holy played crap. by Kate Mara. We have Kate Mara left, right? You can be no, Kate Mara. No, no, it's it's no. Oh, from the Kate eye. Kate in... Who was it from the eye? She was like really popular for a long, long Jessica time. Jessica Alba. Yes, yeah. there we go. Related to Idris? Not even spelled the same. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about pop culture. Same, Me neither. Same family, different clans. Oh, like, okay. Cool. Got like the Sar- Sar- like Sar- 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 Sarsgaard brothers. Yeah. They're not related at all, but people think they uh-huh. are. Yeah. yeah. They're not? No. Oh, they have different last names anyway. <laughs> that's, yeah. not what, that's not what we I think we went through about. enough info. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. If you've decided you like the madness and you want to check us out on other platforms, Chris, where can they find us? Um, I don't know. TikTok. That's it. That's, that's, that's all I want to plug is the TikTok. Because I'm really proud of the TikTok. Great. It's been The out. TikTok is really good. I mean, we're Check also like on. It's funny. It's dumb. It makes me laugh. Yeah. It's great. It's a good time. We're also on Spotify yep. and other podcast platforms, except for Apple. Never Apple. No, never. Mm-mm. Shame. TikTok is the and only YouTube. social YouTube. media that you can put the behind and it doesn't sound like you're the 85 TikTok. years old. Yeah. It's the YouTubes. Yeah, so check us out. YouTube, you can watch us. If you're tired of looking at our faces, you can listen to us on most platforms. Um, we also have a Discord. Yeah. So check us out there. It's a good time, full of really lovely people and good support and fun and nonsense. You can also, from the TikTok, from the TikTok, jeez Louise, from <laughs> the Discord, you can um, join us Fridays for lives. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Saturdays, you can sit in and listen to the recordings, which Live. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And participate yeah. on occasion. So I gotta start doing that. It's fun times. Good stuff. Um, 
beyond that, I think we're good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, yeah. Well, well, hold on. We're going to pause to shill. Am I shilling or are you shilling? I don't have the notes in front of me. I forgot what I, it is. I don't know what it is. I was just going to say we're shilling the pay, the PayPal and it's going to be linked in the description. In the description and on screen. Yes. So if you don't get Chris his $1,000, I don't know what's going to happen. I need that 1000 The in sharks are going to come for him. By Friday. But not PayPal, Venmo. God, please. My cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do something. I mean, really, if you want to buy coffee for us, you can donate. There you go. That's a good one. That's wholesome and obfuscating the truth. (laughs) Just enough. What I told Summer yesterday was we will never, ever, ever say no to coffee. So if you want to buy us coffee, good on you. Thank Mm. you. We appreciate it. Beyond that, I guess that it is time for the weekly recap. Check in. Here we go. I'll go first. Okay. Mine was easy. Yeah. I did nothing. I had like horrible fatigue all week to the point where I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Yeah. You're still missing your concerta. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's coming back tomorrow. Yay. Yay. You're going to have energy again. I mean, I do now, but that's because I'm on other stimulants. Kofi. 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 I've had so much caffeine this morning. Yeah. He was like chugging Pepsis before I got here. I needed it. Yeah. I mean, I was asleep on the couch when you got here. Yeah. He was having a nap because I, I was late a like a sucker. But yeah, it's all week was fatigue. Yeah. Except for, uh, what, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday we hung and we did the live. Yeah, yesterday I saw Anna in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was, mm-hmm. yeah. So I finally saw Anna. Hi, Anna. Yeah. She oh watches. So Anna, well, we have to explain. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to wave for She's Annie. my psychologist. <laughs> oh, okay. She's really, really hey, cool, She's actually. wonderful. Hey. We like her a lot. Yeah. Cool. She she was checking us out and she said that what we do is really important. Yeah, and she loved it and that we were inviting. Inviting, yeah. It weird? was yeah, it was weird to hear a bunch of compliments yeah. about it. I was like, shut it's up. It's always weird. <laughs> we get comments sometimes and we're like, this is yeah. too much. I, I still want to try. Scammed you. I want to try and get her on still. Yeah, she said she would. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. And then let's see, I did that, got complimented, blushed really hard, went home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, raid day. It was raid day in Destiny. Yep. And it didn't go well. It did not. For anybody. No. It was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Big bummer. But I mean, it was good. I had fun. It's just everyone else didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else was had. It was just I could have fun if everyone's suffering. Not because they're suffering, just <laughs> as we're all suffering. Like uh-huh. I'm like, I'm happy to be here with friends. And everyone yes. else is like, we're not getting it done. And I'm like, but oh. it's friendship. <laughs> Let the friendship flow through you. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was fun for me. Yeah. Not not great. Um, and then we lived. Yep. We, we lived. We lived. It was fun. We lived. It was a good time mm-hmm. for everybody. All the time. Forever. Oh, we shot some shorts. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'll probably release those on Wednesday. Yeah. Or the one. Probably Wednesday before this. Wednesday before this. Yeah, it's yeah. already out. So they're Link. already out, maybe. And it takes. Have linkies. Yeah. It'll be in description, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're just all Everyone's hold, holding it. Everyone yeah. hold the thing. Well, so yeah. it's going to be a chopped up. It's going to be as <laughs> It's just going to go all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, I'll get the slash part and then some of the other We're shit. We're going to turn into a grid and you have, have to, to click on tracking, everything that's model not the room a microphone. <laughs> And I waited until all y'all put your hands down. And then I was like, okay, so here's the missing piece. Yes. <laughs> I, there this you is go. the important one. <laughs> you have to keep watching if you want to keep up with the jokes. It's great. Yeah. 
Oh, my turn then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Your turn. Um, I'm on leave from work because I am a mess. We talked about that a little bit last week, I think. Yeah. Um, but I was supposed to go back tomorrow, being the 29th, Monday. Um, but I am taking three more days because court dates got pushed back for nonsense with um, workman's comp. And they've been awful, but the lawyers are handling it. And mm -hmm. that feels so much better to not have to, like, Do worry about it. Yeah. Um, and then my husband's truck was stolen this week. Was out of a shop. Not like. Yeah. Out of the shop. And, and I'm not even saying, like, it was in a parking lot and they took it. No. It was in the locked garage. They cut the fencing to get in, broke into the garage, broke into the truck through the window, hotwired the truck and then drove it through the garage door and through the chain link fence some movie shit yeah and also inconvenient yeah none right? of that that's like... what i was saying i was like that's bold like that's not like i stole a car off the side of the road no this is like you had to go through some like actual effort mm -hmm. to that's do like that like heist level like that's right. like going yeah. for the platinum trophy shit just oh, great. Yeah. like yeah as inconvenient and difficult as possible yeah. on purpose. but that's my life like Remember, I don't know if I've talked about it, like rolling snake eyes yeah. again and again and again. Mm -hmm. So I just keep getting like the least likely options in life and then rolling for it. And they're like, yep, yep. Everything is going to happen all at once forever. So that movie. fun. I haven't seen it. I thought it's good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. My life is a typo. <clears throat> um, what else happened? That was a big one. Yeah. Oh, I had the end of the pain group. Oh, yeah. And that was meh. Meh. I mean, meh. the whole experience was meh. Yeah. Well, because I was ahead of it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I've already learned these skills either by myself or in therapy previously. Mm -hmm. And so then at the end, but there is somebody who's been reaching out to me and found it apparently like really useful. And again, with the whole like, oh, it's nice to like have people who understand. And so I keep inviting her to like the Discord. I'm like, just come check out the Discord. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, because she was really struggling, and they were talking about giving her ketamine. Last I heard. Wow. So. Okay. And she's like, "What do you do for pain?" I was like, "I have a bunch of meds, and then I have rescue meds because I don't want to be on something all the time." Yeah. That's just not how I want to live my life. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. And I don't like it. Oh, and then I had like a nine out of ten day. Oh yeah, you like yeah. bad, bad. I hit nine out of ten like three days ago, um, on the pain scale, and it was just like spasms started, and it was like thrashing and writhing and just absolutely awful, awful. And then of course I had therapy with my pain psychologist, oh, yeah. and that sucked. It sucked because then she was just basically like oh yeah you're in pain because you're not doing enough self-care um and you're fatigued because you're not doing enough self-care i'm like basically just self-care yeah and i'm like you don't understand the like multifacetedness of what is going on inside of my body at all times and then she was talking about dislocations in this really like i was gonna say like you gotta, you gotta get to the yeah it was like because i was like i don't like to sit down a lot she she was talking about pacing right and I've been better at pacing. I have been doing a good job of pacing. Like I will do like partial tasks yeah. and then take a break and then come back to it. Or I will like pause between doing tasks and take a break and come back to it. I've been doing a good job pacing. 
And then she was just basically like, well, you need to like sit and fully relax during the day, like two to three times during the day. And I have EDS and relaxation is the enemy. Well, example, yesterday I did that. I laid down for an hour and dislocated mm-hmm. both my hips. Yep. They both slid out because yeah. I was laying on my back. Well, and I explained to her, I was like, literally, I wake up in the night and I have to relocate things. Yeah. Yesterday or last night was um, elbows. Like Ooh. my elbows were in so much pain over the night. Like, you know, when you're like you're sleeping in a, in a cold room and your knees hurt that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. It was that. But with my elbows, oh. it was awful. Oh, yeah. That sounds so unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to relocate them like twice in the middle of the night and that sucked. But I'm like, you do not understand. Relaxation is the enemy. Well, and the way you, like, you need to relax more is that people are like dismissive of. Yes. Of us dislocating because we do it so easily. Yeah. But it's like it still hurts. Right. They like it's this weird like, oh, you have EDS. It's just dislocations. And you're like, excuse me, just yeah, just because I don't break my bones when they dislocate. Well, it's really interesting. Like. That people can have that opinion, but then you go into the ER, mm-hmm. and if you want to relocate something, they're like, you're going to need like morphine. It's like a four-man team. We need, like, six yeah. people to hold you down while we set your arm. Yeah. Like, it's a huge deal. No. Yeah. It's because they, they, like, learn about subluxations, and they're like, oh, it's a partial dislocation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt, clearly, because you do it all the time. And then that's also happening with, like, work. Because <laughs> if anybody else went out on leave, it would be a big deal. It would be a big deal and people would be freaked out. But because it's me and I am a continual dumpster fire, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Do you want more tea about you? Is that it? you want more people to talk about you? Well, no, it's just the like, it's that same thing yeah. with like, oh, being uncomfortable all the time is your baseline. Therefore, it's fine. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I could talk like, about no, that all dude, day. Yeah. Just because my life is on fire all the time doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. That right. it's on fire all the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't enjoy it. It's not fun. Right. So I took three more days because I need to. Um, but yeah, it was just. This is not a nice week for like therapy at all. Because I really thought I was going to need it. Because I'd been coming to like some pretty heavy realizations. Yeah. And we didn't even get to talk about it. Because it was really, it was really like a half hour of her being like self-care, self-care, breathing exercises, fully relaxed self-care are you doing imagery you need to be doing the guided imagery and i'm like i'm not anxious because she's also harping on that part where it's like clearly you have anxiety and i'm like but i don't i love how anxiety is the catch-all always it really is always literally always and i'm like i'm not anxious and she's like well stress affects eds and i was like great yes i'm constantly stressed out but like I'm constantly stressed out. I mean, EDS so. also causes stress. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, that doesn't work that way. Being in pain doesn't make you like unhappy. Well, it's your unhappiness that's making you be. The in beginning pain. of your week was actually really good. Yeah. Like you were you were at a place where you thought you could like relax. Yes. And then everything hit. Well, and that's the frustrating part. Is like mm-hmm. I was like unfurling like a little butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Yeah. And then had to like take in this metaphorical deep breath. And then the next morning, the truck was gone. So what I needed to do, I'm going to go back in time because Randy called me in the morning, right? Oh, yeah. So he didn't want to wake up Karina, Mm -hmm. but he reached out, which was fantastic. He's like, I need to talk to somebody. Something's going on. And he talked to me. What I should have done is had like some sort of 80s movie plot where we try and hide the fact the truck is gone and then gone on a misadventure to find the truck. But then we can't find it. And we try getting the same truck. But, you know, it's different. Got to replace it. And then it's all it's like a buddy comedy. Yeah. And then film the whole thing. Yeah. 
and then we'll make millions. Well, or like, you know, <laughs> a couple dollars. Right. There you go. Um, yeah, that PayPal is going to fund our misadventures. <laughs> yeah, if you want this movie to happen. And pay- the missing truck. Just saying. Yeah, and yeah. the right. missing truck. If it starts with truck. miss, you're good. <laughs> you can pay for it. The misadventures of the missing truck. Yeah. So, yeah, my life is still on fire and probably will be for always, but like things are okay socially as far as like my relationships are going right now which is really nice to have like feeling stable in my relationships yeah. um so that's been good but yeah. it's just crazy all the time forever mm-hmm. yeah that was my week fun times now do we give you guys like what like a month right when was the last time <laughs> it's like had... recap it was on going like, on yeah it's been ago. it's been a few months yeah Cliff notes. Uh, do you want to go or me I'll go first because okay. I feel like my week was not too crazy, but like stuff did happen. Ooh. So mm-hmm. back back in action, just like the Looney Tunes said for school, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is like the second week of classes. So things are like finally starting to settle in a little bit. The honeymoon is over. The honeymoon is over, which is great. And <laughs> it also means it's time for fall Naughtiness. flu season. Oh, no. So we had kids, a couple kids that were sick earlier in the week. And then Wednesday, I woke up and, well, first of all, Tuesday, I think, I think it was Tuesday. I finally got through to radiology because radiology with Kaiser was a bit like super backed up. And I, I finally got through to somebody and she was like, we have no appointments until January, according to this, but I don't think that's right. And I was like. I can't stay on the phone because I have to go teach, but could you, like, the first thing that you can find, like, Mm -hmm. I don't care when it is, just give it to me. And then she ended up calling back and she's like, can you come in on September 6th? And I was like, yeah. Yep. Put me down. Yep. So then I had to run down and be like, I am going to leave early that day. I need to just do that. Like, that's just what's going to end up happening because I need to figure out what's going on with my body. Yeah. So I was jazzed about being able to do that. Then Wednesday, I woke up and I threw up. But the fun thing about me, and you can attest to this, is like I throw up very frequently. So it's a fun game of like, are we throwing up because we're anxious? (laughs) Are we throwing up because of like a POTS thing that's happening where like stuff is super not regulated? Are we throwing up because we're sick? What's going on? So I threw up once and then I was like, hmm, I'll just go to school. So then I got in the car and I was driving Mm -hmm. and then I threw up in the car on the oh, way there no. i had a i had a bag it was okay. fine it wasn't that big of a deal good i mean it was <laughs> like it was fine so i got to the school and i went inside and i was like hmm i don't feel good <laughs> and then i sat at my desk and put my head down and then i got up and i like ran past one of our co-workers and he was like what's going on and i was like i'm gonna throw up <laughs> and he was like uh, okay <laughs> so then i did have that fun. have fun <laughs> And then I take luck. And then I went back to my classroom and put my head back down and I was like, I should leave. So then I went and asked another coworker. I was like, hey, is violently throwing up three times reason for to Enough. leave? Yeah. And he was like, I, I can't decide that for you, but I feel like, yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go. So then I went home and slept for the rest of the day and when I wasn't sleeping I was throwing up which was really fun Lulu took very good care of me and checked on me frequently to make sure I wasn't dying Um, I had a fever which 
is always makes it way, 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 way worse. Yeah. Um, they're like, let me just hallucinate while I'm throwing and up. It, and it yeah. broke like three times during the day. Yeah. It oh. kept breaking and then it would come back. So I kept thinking I was in the clear and then it would spike back up again, which was super fun. Um, and then I was fine. And that was Wednesday. And then I went to work on Thursday and it was like, I still had some of the achies, but it was an okay week as far as that all goes. Um, my grandfather has COVID, Ugh. which is super fun. My dad tried to explain like vaccines to me on the phone. <laughs> oh no. Which was not like, was nothing. And, um, then I had a small meltdown because when I went to the neurologist the first time, she was like, we should get you an MRI, which is what I just scheduled. She was like, we should get you an MRI to make sure that it's not MS. It's not, it's probably not, but we need to like double check. But then I was having like bad tinglies. So I Googled it. Don't Google anything ever. Anytime you experience <laughs> something, do not Google it. Cause it was like <laughs> MS. And then I was like, what if I have MS? And then I was full tilt in like a meltdown about it while in the bubble bath. And then I was like, okay, but if I do have MS, crying about it now is not going to make that go away. So I was able to, like, get myself out of that, which was good. Mm. Well, update us on what they suspected, because this was all, like, breakthrough stuff. Yes. Because up until this point, what was the diagnosis? So the diagnosis for me has always been, oh, you just have an anxiety disorder, mm -hmm. and that's and kind of the end of it. Convert, yeah. Yeah. And then, then when I was a senior in high school, it was conversion syndrome but we don't really know what that is or means and it just kind of means we don't have a diagnosis for you all the symptoms that you have that's what that is yeah it's yes. all in your head yeah. and uh, the end and then now it's oh they're actually non-epileptic seizures so you can call them that plus it's panic plus it might be pots mm -hmm. on top of it yep so that's where we currently are but the problem is I also have been diagnosed with, I forget what it's called. Oh, it's the, um, the like, you're too aware of your body yes. thing. Yeah. Basically a Which disorder. Which is another way of being like. <laughs> that's all, that's all about the fact that I'm too aware of any like twinge I feel in my body. Mm -hmm. um, is that related to autism or is that more of like a. They don't know. And also the more that I'm looking into that as a diagnosis, the more that that's turning out to be like a, it's another, I feel like it's another like cop out diagnosis. It's a cop out diagnosis because it, it immediately is a diagnosis that turns into, Oh, then I can't trust my own judgment of what's happening in my body. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a medical way of saying that you're a hypochondriac. Yes. Yeah. It's actually the, the opposite of hypochondria because she was like, you could be feeling these things, but you're feeling them too much. And I was like, so I shouldn't be trusting the fact that I know that something's wrong with me. Right. And the more that I'm looking into that, the more that I'm like, I don't super like that. That's a thing that I was no. because I already like, don't trust my own mm -hmm. input. Like I already have to ask like, right. Very like, frequently is throwing up enough of a reason to go home, please. <laughs> very frequently. I am asking Karina or I'm asking Lulu or I'm asking bestie Danny, like, Hey, mm -hmm. is this like oh, a reason? Yeah. It's fine. Continue. It's fine. I'm it's, not your bestie. You're, you are my bestie, <laughs> but you're also my life partner. Keep talking. But like, I'm constantly asking like, Hey, is this enough of a reason to like need to take a break or need to sit down? Yeah. 
because I feel like I can't right just, like, like I have to justify everything that I do which is part of today's topic but yeah. like so that it was a very big week for feeling like I have to yeah. double explain everything and convince people that I am chronically ill yeah. in a couple mm -hmm. different ways and like the fact that I'm chronically ill just because I'm appear to be functional mm -hmm. does not mean that it is easy for me to exist right. every day. Right. Well, and it was one of those, like, I, I think I suspected pots before you did. Cause yes. I was like, this doesn't seem like conversion. This, yes. this is a real thing that's really happening. And you're lining up with what's happening in my body, according to like barometrics and the weather. Yes. And so I was like, mm, are you sure? And it's it's one of those things where like and then when I had the call from the doctor after that test, she was like, we're just going to keep going as though it is POTS. And I was yeah. like, great. This is the first time any doctor has taken any of this seriously at yeah. all, because like the thing that happens and it, this seems to be a pretty universal experience is once you are diagnosed with anxiety or they suspect that you have some kind of anxiety disorder, suddenly it's everything is the anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the anxiety disorder is making you nauseated. The anxiety disorder is making you dizzy. And it's like, maybe sometimes, but also there's something very serious going on in my body. Yeah. 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 And it's not being listened to or cared well, for. Well, and that's the thing. Like when I was learning about it all at the beginning and I, they kept telling me they were panic attacks yeah. and I was like, okay, but the feelings come first and then the panic because I don't know what's happening to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like, and the panic Get them is, to differentiate that. You're like, right. the panic is secondary. And the panic is rational. Yes. Right. Yes. That's that the is, whole thing. That's the, the other part of it reaction. is trying to justify that not knowing what's going on with your body would make anybody upset. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then it turns into, well, but what if nothing's actually going on in your body? What if you're making it up? Oh, yeah. 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 That would be equally upsetting or more upsetting. Mm -hmm. even. Yeah. So that was my week. It wasn't terrible, um, but I am... Definitely still feeling the lingering, like, I was sick earlier this week, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to play catch up. And also my back hurts, and I've got, like, weird tinglys in this arm. So, I don't know. I'm going to try to pop you at the break. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I forgot to mention, I had I had to get fluids twice this month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I've had three bags of fluids in two and a half weeks. Fantastic. <laughs> I've been chugging Gatorade like a monster, especially with how, like... Because we are in weather changing time right yes, now. Yes, and it's awful. And it's just so, like, it's it's very pleasant as a concept. Because I'm like, oh, we can use the rain. And then I'm like, ow. Yeah. Joints hurt, though. Yep. So I've been just chugging Gatorade like a an absolute Ooh. disaster person. <laughs> yes. So that's yeah. that was that was my week. What about you, Lou? How was your, uh, how was your week? So, hmm. My week's been a solid okay. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is uh, I'm not at home. My parents' house, uh, they're out, so I'm dog-sitting. Oh, okay. Um, and... No, we broke up, and I kicked her out. Like, this is how we find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so I mean, it's been, it's been good to dog-sit, and it's also been good to remind myself that, like, I am so much happier not at my parents' house. <clears throat> yeah. Um, not even with trauma, but just with like, I mean, certainly with trauma, but also yeah. with like being self-sustaining and yeah. right, like being independent. in like my own place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but something threw a wrench in that. Um, it sucks as a trans woman when your paranoia about your neighborhood is confirmed because oh, on the way no. up when I was picking them up, 
um, I heard some dude like listening to music and was like, whoa, what the fuck? That's a guy. And I was like, ugh. Um, so that sucks. And then it's, you know, this morning I've been having to think about like how low, like how, how much lower my standard of treatment is just by default. Like, and I mean, there are ways that I've coped with that, but that's also a thing that I'm like needing to cope with all the time mm-hmm. um that it's like an exception when i'm treated respectfully right like, as a visibly insanity. trans person yeah i mean but it's like and i hear that and i go like yeah like when that should it be is. like the bare minimum but yeah. then there's also this part in my head where it's like yeah but i mean it's no it's like so normal for me yeah uh to just like be to be fair during my transition i've been getting stared a lot stared at a lot more because i'm pretty than because i'm trans um, and like on both, but you know, cishet people don't find trans people pretty. So the vibe is like totally different, right. like the energy of it, like when I'm at the gro- grocery store or whatever. Um, and I've been feeling good about my transition, but like getting clocked, like obviously fucking sucks Yeah. Uh, by some stranger. And then in my own neighborhood, right? Like if I'm, if I'm walking right up to my own place that feels legitimately endangering yeah um and that's legitimately endangering for any woman but especially yeah a trans woman right um so i mean dealing a lot with that um and then uh i mean dog dog sitting has been good um it's it's been good to get a change of scenery and i'm still getting i'm still like working while i'm there Mm -hmm. um so i i appreciate the the change of scenery and then uh cannabis in the evening like most evenings has kind of helped me like wind down from from things be it like everyday traumatic experiences of being harassed or uh just like you know the being in the same place like working from home like cabin fever is stressful but then also changing uh scenery as like an autistic person is also super stressful Mm. so it's been like a way for me to like give myself a break uh and that's been really helpful um yeah so update from when i was last year i have one partner now um and that is her and that is the best (laughs) um but it was messy the other one um but i'm happier now so it's all good good um and yeah it's good to hang around with the dogs they're just dirty and big and scary um but they're cute it yeah. did make her appreciate Kirby even more, though. Yeah, <laughs> Kirby to I'm, kitty cat. I'm really a, a cat person now. Uh, I'm just like too anxious to be a dog person now. Right. Um, and well, and Kirby is like the, the funniest best. cat. Yeah. Just Kirby so... is such a personality. He's amazing. He's hilarious. Um, and he's her little trans mask cat. He was uh, mislabeled on his <laughs> birth certificate as a girl, um, and like Saint Barbara's. <laughs> Um, so him and I are kindred spirits. It was really cool. So like when we, when we met him, uh, they were surprised, like the people that were, um, handling the adoptions that he was like so active because he was like a really quiet cat. And then we walked in and then he was like standing up and reaching. It was like, he chose us as much they as we chose him. They always do. Yeah. Always. Um, cause like these people that were, cause it was like an adoption thing that was happening at pet smart oh yeah and the people who were there like facilitating the adoption were like his current foster family yeah so they were like he doesn't do this and like we walked in and he was like clawing at the cage and trying to and he like immediately wanted to be held and he was purring in my arm Mm. and we were like this is the one this This is this is exactly how i wound up with jaeger we went in for like dog toys 
mm-hmm. then I saw this cat and I was like, oh my God, the oh. cat. And then he was like, I'm your cat now. And I was like, I, yeah. we have a cat now. <laughs> there's like there's like a magnetism with it. Oh, totally. Uh, well, and Shio too. Yeah. 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 She was a really depressed cat is what they called her. Mm-hmm. Like she's really, she doesn't do anything. She just lays low. We walked in and I walked past her and she stood up and yelled at me. And I was like, oh. okay. And I started petting her and they're like, wow. And then I left and she started yelling at me again. And like yeah, she was like and putting their noses in there. Yeah, yeah, she was mad that I was petting another cat. It sounds cliche, but it is true. Like, uh, they know they're like, that's yeah. that's the one I'm going home with you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. So, yeah, um, I got to see him today, which was good. good. Um, and yeah, today is my last day. Tomorrow's going to be my day off. So we're probably going to head up to the museum. Oh, fun. Heck yeah. Um. That's been me. It's been cool. It's been fine. Um, low. Yeah. Figuring things out. You know, all the all the buzzword phrases that I'm going to keep saying unless somebody else. <laughs> well, I think we can introduce Synergy. our topic. Synergy. Paradigm shift. <laughs> That's what we were doing yesterday. Yeah. All, all. So our topic is called Get It Done. Get and it done. feeling good about things. And, you know, the weather's Everything been pretty Everything is right. going well. <laughs> The importance of no. small talk when living with disabilities. <laughs> I'm living Nobody with talks dreams, about it. actually. So, but small talk cured Everything my OCD. Everything is it's wonderful. <laughs> Self care cured my <laughs> fatigue. I'm gonna be Doc- mad about that for a while because literally every time I talk yeah. to this woman, I question Jeez. myself, and yeah. I have to like go back and figure out what is actually real yeah, you through never, other people. You've yeah. not it's had a good so interaction irritating. with her. Oh, it's because she just she does not understand. And no. she's not willing to admit that she doesn't understand. No, she made up her mind, like, yeah. when you went, well, before you Well, she, she in, keeps, like, trying chart. different labels on. And I'm like, no, none of this fits. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of it. None of it fits. It's just frustrating. And this is why, like, I don't know what it is. I get along with male doctors on a much better level. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think I'm too flippant. And then women just find me off-putting. I don't know. You were trying to figure this out yesterday. Right. Like, I'm like, I don't know what the problem is, but like. I think you're too cool. I don't know what it is. They're it's jealous. So frustrating. Yeah. Clearly. I think the uh, the fairer sex, as it were, the femoids. <laughs> um, you're one of them. <laughs> I am. Yay. No, I knew that, but it's, it's good to. Oh, I'm a femoid. I'm M to F. Male to femoid. <laughs> Male to femoid. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I don't know what it is. But it's I think everybody's like that, where you have, like, I get along with women better. I get along with men better, oh, as I far as, like, doctors go. Yeah. Way get, get along with women better. Yeah, like, I, don't, I know like, a lot of people who are like, I need to, like, Randy, even. Mm-hmm. He needs to work with yeah. a female therapist. I, I need the, a type of person. I think the only dude I hang out with outside of this room is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> And we love him. And Kirby. Oh. Kirby's a dude. Kirby's macho as fuck. <laughs> we did come to like some kind of conclusion, and it was like, men are easier to read. So yeah. if they've already oh, made yeah, up yeah. their mind, mm-hmm. you can you know. peg it right away, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't need That's to deal with was, you anymore. Yeah. But with her, I was like, okay, give it one more. Okay, give it one more. Okay, yeah. give it one more. Give it one more. Give mm-hmm. it one more. And now I'm just like, I am not having a good time. <laughs> that makes sense. And you're frustrating the shit out of me. Yeah. Men are easy socially. But, and I think this is reasonable, they scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's absolutely so I don't fair. There's them. a good reason for that. <laughs> yeah. So 
I, you know, I hang it's out with a oh, rational so fear. I, I can also I can also talk about my HRT process, which oh, is yeah. uh, um, so 400 milligrams of Spiro naloxone uh, dries me the fuck out. Oh. So I've been having to hydrate like a lot, like when I feel like I'm hydrating too much is when I'm hydrating the, the regular amount. Oh, yeah. Um, and like all of the rules that I built up, like living before HRT are just like totally out the window because my body is like changed mm. uh, and my my like standards and needs for things are totally different. So it's like I'm learning it all over again. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've been getting dizzy a lot. Um, but yeah, keeping up on water is good. And then, um, yeah, cannabis also helps with that. It dulls the senses. And then this helps with headaches. Um, and then so I was supposed to go to like i think around today i think it was like thursday of last week i was supposed to go um and i had like labs done um but only one of the four labs that i needed were actually done by that Ugh. point so i i was like i know this isn't like i'm not going to get all three labs back they right. ship it over to utah i think oh um, wow um which is f pretty funny they're doing my gender surgery and <laughs> stuff in utah which is pretty funny they must be so pissed um sorry if you're from utah uh sorry but sorry. you know what it's like we just know sorry <laughs> it's just um, sorry i mean my my prejudice i think is reasoned out so don't worry about it besties um yeah so so i had to reschedule so i have it coming up i think a week after yours yes mid-september um and i was i was wanting to get onto progesterone um which is basically estradiol plus. Mm -hmm. um, and I also get to call it prog, which is one of my favorite music genres. So that's kind of Because <laughs> uh, I'm a lame. And I was also thinking of doing injections, which is cool because I wanted to practice for heroin. So yeah. <laughs> those um, are on your hip though, you should, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So those are, oh yeah, heroin at the hip. That's, a, <laughs> that's like a death metal. Uh, heroin at album. the hip. I like it. Um, yeah. So holstered heroin at the hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Triple H. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, those are hopefully more like concentrated and I'm at a good point in my, uh, HRT, but I all, like, I want to keep continuing yeah. mm -hmm. it, um, just because it's, um, and, and I like taking more control of it. I think that changing it and not getting settled on one thing is, makes me feel less like pharmaceutically indebted right. mm -hmm. and entrapped basically if I like keep changing things up. Yeah. Um, and that does, that's also better for the body because I'm, I'm getting it in, in different ways. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. When a trans girl pegs me too, I, I get it that way. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God, I really... Am I too much? No. <laughs> okay. Am I the problem? <laughs> so I'm do we want to talk, talk about what our, what oh, our yeah. topic is? Well, and I think this is super relevant for everybody. Summer brought this up and... Uh, uh, we were all like, yeah, yeah, this is perfect. So we're going to talk about um, having to exist in a world that's not made for us and how we go about doing that when people are unable to or unwilling to understand our experiences. Fine line. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people are on. It's a mixture of both. I yeah. want to talk about that, too. Well, and I think yeah. we've talked a lot about the unable where it's like they they don't have the depth of knowledge to be able to understand a lot of things yeah. but there's also this like weird denial 
of other people's mm-hmm. experiences. Right. Well, it makes them uncomfortable. Exactly. Right? So for their own comfort, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, it can't be that bad. Or, oh, well, it, it's obviously not what you're saying it is. And, and or, maybe this or is me. there's a system in place already. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe this is me getting hung up on semantics, but it's like, we are the disabled ones. They are able. Yeah. Right? Like, definitively. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's just semantics or me or like whatever, but it's like, I hear that and it's, I accept it. It's easier to accept than people being unwilling because that feels malicious. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, there is like it, a it takes, element, it, it takes like so much from people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any physical disabilities, but like all, you know, mental stuff. Um, and there's such like a, yeah. like it takes a lot of effort to even get abled people to understand what it is. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is your job. You were born with the right body and you built the world around us why do i have to do this for you right, right. uh and i resent that i resent that i think bit. for me it's a lot of like suddenly i have to be the poster child for all of these yes these oh, yeah. things i'm like and the like, one trans person that everybody in my life who isn't trans knows basically yes mm-hmm. and like and then you become the educator uh-huh. yes because there's there's an element of like and i feel like this is any anything that can be othered when you are in, in that group of being othered, you suddenly have to be in the educator for it. And if you don't want to, or you feel like you don't have to, then you're yeah. being abrasive. Then you're being abrasive, or you're not being you're not willing to help help people to understand. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm using less than one percent of my effort to meet you in the middle. So why don't you use eighty percent of yours? Yes, to meet me there, or right. it's your fault. Well, and they don't consider that like they're not the only person we've had to have these conversations uh-huh. with and yeah. usually not even in the same day yeah yes no we're just characters so, that appear in their uh-huh. lives that have right. that the, quirk we the stop f- existing right. when they're not looking at us the first time that i like had a conversation with my downstairs neighbor um besides her touching my hair which is a big no-no uh i had to talk about my penis oh my god uh, and that is not abnormal like that is like a really normal thing to do and it's like that's another thing of like my standards being so low but it's like it's not even societal shit because they know right and that's why they're posing these uncomfortable body questions Mm. because they have this idea of transnormativity in their mind of like oh so you want to get the surgery and it's like oh do you still have like your how'd she put it do you still have your your original parts (laughs) it's like i'm comfortable with the way that my body is right now but I'm not gonna talk to my octogenarian stranger neighbor yeah. about my dick while your kids are here. Could you imagine uh-huh. if that was just normal though? It is. Well, I mean, for Kinda. everyone, like just, yeah. dude, you just walk up, how's your dick? That's. I would there. love that. I, I mean, to be fair, since Normalize we talk it. about how's their dick all the fucking time. today? <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, is your tank good? <laughs> Lotion her up, please. Mine's hurting a little bit today. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, please, God. <laughs> but I, I Oh, it's mean, itchy, so you haven't had the surgery. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I feel like I've I've gotten it in a couple different ways because like even trying to like talk to my mom about like being autistic. Yeah. And the response being, Well, but I think everybody in the family is. And I'm oh, like everyone's God. a little autistic. And I'm like, yeah. cool, that doesn't help me uh-huh. with the fact that all of these things that 
like I remember from my childhood and like not being able to relate to people my age and mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. able to do certain things and feeling really uncomfortable like mm-hmm. all of these things that are like the tick markers for autism were uh-huh. either not caught or ignored. ignored. Yes. And which is worse. Exactly. Well, and then you play it off later because you're like, oh, well, if everyone's a little autistic and they're doing it's fine, like... what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you're making it your problem. Yes. Right. Well, yes. and then playing off the reasons for the struggle. Right. right. Which We're... is ridiculous. Because part of it is being in a minority group. Like, it wouldn't be difficult if everybody was this because the world would be built for it. Right. right. Like, if everybody was left-handed, then right-handed people would have the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way, but that's the model that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we can go about changing it, but it's so fucking. Remember when mom came over and I was talking about self-diagnosing with autism and she talked over me and didn't acknowledge it ever. Oh, and it's like, that was your job, girl. Yeah. Girl being my mother. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, That was your fucking job. Right. And it's like, I, I remember, I remember as a kid, like telling her like, Hey, I think I'm autistic. And there's just like, no, it's just that like, you're just any smart. of these different things mm. and it's like i mean maybe it was that i was just trans but the mode of it being dismissal and not actually like let's diagnose the problem if i right. like yeah. if you don't believe it's autism what is it like if you don't believe it's this does like, she like take it personally yeah that is something that i've noticed with that generation yes is, like uh-huh. anything that you bring to the table like i have a mental illness or i you you missed this when i was a kid or you fucked up in some way or another or even like i've noticed like autism in um like grandchildren Mm -hmm. they will about where they're like it's a dirty word because it reflects badly on them no it's not like i dig being autistic but it's the way that people well but they acknowledge it it, like treat it they they dismiss the personhood of the experience mm-hmm. and then take it personally as like a blame yes and i think that's like <clears throat> i think that's the bulk of what ended up happening with trying to explain to my mom yeah mm-hmm. just like this weird like it was a personal failing on mm-hmm. her behalf that i like, well what do you want me to do about it yes. i did my best it's like and, if you believe that yeah deal with that and then it was also like, oh, well, we noticed these things, but you were successful. So we didn't think. And it's like, you were de- like, I-, I feel like it goes back to like a- other people's definition of success cannot be what our, our definition of success is. Right. Mm-hmm. Because my idea of having a successful day is like, I don't throw up. I don't have some kind of panic attack or meltdown. My joints aren't killing me the whole entire day. Mm hmm. Like, my idea yeah. of success is not the same. No, not at all. And it, it has to be that way because when I was trying to live to other people's, like, idea of success, I was burning myself out every day, all the time, constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just turns into, like, having to justify that, though. Yeah. Or having to justify, like, or feeling like I have to justify it to people, even people who understand. Yeah. Or having to explain things again and again. Do you remember when I went down and then afterwards it wasn't like, hey, are you okay? Like, is there something I could do? It was like, how can we make sure that that doesn't happen again? Yes. And you're like, I don't know. Change my genetics. What do you you want from me? me? Yeah. Stop being disabled at work, please. Yes. Because anytime something happens with one of us, the other one is usually like, 
first on, on the it. scene because mm-hmm. it's just like because we get it because I get it and I know and I'm like even there were even the one time that you went down later people were like how did you know what to do and I was like because I've talked about it mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I know what I I know what the check boxes are of like oh this is not just a daily thing this is we are having some kind of flair mm-hmm. and then also a lot of times I can also feel that it's a bad day because uh-huh. yeah. my body also oh, yeah. responds that way like yeah. we'll check on each other if it's like mm-hmm. oh I just felt the pressure change how are you doing <laughs> yeah like I'll get texts from Karina that are like hey are you feeling this the way that I'm feeling this and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. and it's helpful to have that but at the same time even with people like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly trying to justify myself to you or trying to justify mm-hmm. myself to you mm-hmm. because I feel like I have to because I right. spent my entire childhood having to like explain to people why I needed certain things when other mm-hmm. people didn't need that right or why I couldn't handle certain things or like had to step away from like mm-hmm. loud stuff or like family dinners or whatever yeah I, it was just a constant battle of me have like yeah having to explain stuff so now i even though i don't to the people that i you know that know and understand mm-hmm. there's like an almost pathological mm-hmm. element to it where it's just like for my own safety i need to over explain the fact yes that but mm-hmm. then when you over explain do you feel like you're lying or that they're interpreting yes. it as you yes. lying mm-hmm. yes i feel that way too and I, I was gonna ask uh, do you do you think that it's in the case of like me or karina just asking the nearest person in the room as like a replacement like asking the comfortable person or is it like also like in your head it gets twisted and it's like suddenly you know these people are like you're you're afraid that they are going to lash out in the way that most other people do i don't it's both because it's like i need to check myself and make sure that i'm not faking it Mm-hmm. by explaining it to somebody else. But then explaining it plants yes. the seed and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I made it up. Oh, yes. I do that all the yes. That's for me. That's an OCD right? thing yeah. for me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm constantly in this thing where I'm trying to remind myself that like, this shit's happening when nobody is looking at me, so I'm not faking it. But then my brain goes, what if you're faking it to yourself though? Uh-huh. So that yeah. you can justify not do, like, especially on days when I like have all of these grand plans to get stuff done and yeah. it's a bad day for my body or a bad mm-hmm. day for my brain. And then I turn in, into this thing where it's like, what if you're not actually feeling bad? You just are lazy and don't want to do it. Yeah. So you're just making the excuse that yeah. well, you don't feel good. Okay. So let's let's chat about that for a second. Laziness doesn't that's exist. That's a huge thing where it's like, we we t- call ourselves lazy because we uh-huh. are measuring our worth by our productivity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is deeply ingrained in all of us mm-hmm. and absolutely awful and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I will say it now because I'm going to keep saying it forever. Um, you are and always will be worth more than what you can produce or do for others. Yeah. End of story. You have worth because you are. Yeah. Now just believe that sentence. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, I'll just say it's forever yeah. so that you hear it forever. It's, I mean, it's hard to believe because yeah. our whole mode of being in economic exchange and shit is absolutely antithetical to like taking care of yourself oh yeah um but yeah i mean when it comes to like work mm -hmm. we're in the same boat where we're like i can't i can't explain enough and i can't under explain enough to make it make sense to people Mm -hmm. and i don't know what they think or what they are expecting because i'm literally always on fire and so yeah i feel like people look at me and they just go again 
or like it's always something inconveniences them right yes it's always something i heard why is it always something so much growing up as a kid yeah that now like it's always like something's always happening it's always Mm -hmm. something like my hackles immediately go up because i'm like i can't that's not my fault though right like Mm -hmm. right and i feel like there's this weird push and pull and i feel like we've talked about this briefly like the last time i was on but like there's this weird thing of like knowing that what if my over explaining is interpreted as me lying and yes. trying to cover up the fact mm-hmm. that i'm lying oh and then mm-hmm. and then if it gets turned into well but are you lying and then i'm like no i don't have th- panic mode i don't think i'm lying but what if i don't know that i'm lying exactly what if i am pathologically right. manipulating people into believing that that i deserve <laughs> yeah. something it's incredible how it's so many hoops. Like it's yeah. a, it, mm-hmm. like my brain is constantly jumping through hoops, and then I get to two p.m. and wonder why I'm exhausted. <laughs> right, yeah. right. The the thing that works for me. This is a way to relate, not a way to like prescribe if it's going to work for you. But I always think to myself, then, okay, if it is pathological, that's still a problem. Mm-hmm. That's still a thing. That's not my fault. That's still a thing that I'm not choosing to do. Yeah, that is a thing that I'm compelled to do based on so many different mixtures of life circumstances and trauma and genetics and all this shit, Mm -hmm. the same as it would be with a disability. Right, right. So even if it is pathological lying, that sucks. Like that sucks. um, Have you seen on, I think it was on TikTok, I saw this video of a guy who was talking about how like mental illness, the way it's worded is in and of itself like dismissive in a way and he was uh, like yeah. what we should be saying is mental injury mm-hmm. because it's an injury to you and it takes time to heal right. and recover from yeah it's not and an so illness like, that you sleep three days through exactly so mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah, I think mental they're... disability prescribes like oh then you're unable to be productive you're unable to function mm-hmm. in education yeah. i've always wanted to use that because mine is chronic like i don't imagine it not being the case anytime soon and i'm content with just taking my sertraline the rest of my life that's what Mm -hmm. works for me and my quality of life is way better yeah but it's like illness no injury maybe but it's like i broke my arm fucking hard it shattered into fucking splinters and i'm still at the scene of the crime Mm -hmm. right and picking shit up right and i'm gonna be there for 20 more years Mm. like it's because well, I smoke too much chronic <laughs> that I have a chronic illness. It's like this constant process of healing and re-injury and picking yeah. up the scabs and and it's frustrating because yeah, we're like we're living in a world that's not designed to accommodate us. Mm-hmm. And if we want accommodation, we have to go through crazy processes to prove that we need accommodation. And there's so and much not, shame attached to yes. having to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's inherently part of it. Yeah. Like there is a shame element that is inherently part of needing to ask for help as a quote unquote functional adult. Yeah. That it's just like, it makes you not want to even try mm-hmm. to ask because like, I'm sure there are reasonable accommodations I should be getting based on diagnoses that I have, mm-hmm. but the thought of bringing that to the table is horrifying. And right. Having to be juried. Yeah. Yeah. It having yeah. to be yeah. it having to be like accepted uh-huh. and it having to be like, well, and it has to be written out by your doctor. And then ha- 
is your doctor going to believe that you need that? Or like, the next doctor after that. Exactly. That you have to see and... Like even even getting my um my handicap plaques, yeah. I was like, I, I had to look at my doctor and I was like, I feel like a fraud. But my husband keeps telling me that I need these. And he luckily like I have a really good doctor at Kaiser and he's mm -hmm. wonderful and I love him. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You do need that. But you never know. You never know if you're like, hey, I need a thing. And they're going to be like, maybe you should just like eat better. Maybe you should sleep like you, you need a better sleep routine. And right? I mean, I've I've been thinking a lot about the fact that like that was I think that's ingrained in all of us. Mm -hmm. But I'm like remembering how heavily ingrained that was in me as a yeah. teenager. Like I remember being in high school and I was in choir and I was at a choir concert thing and I was starting to shake beforehand. Yeah. And the vice principal was there and we've talked about my high school vice principal a lot he yeah was i assassinated him the worst <laughs> um but he literally was like you can't go up there then like you're gonna embarrass yourself and then had a random woman sit with me because it was an adult and i was like first of all my mother is in that room if you really wanted an adult to sit with me no, you could get my mother it's a shame factor yeah. it's a it's a shame thing mm -hmm. we're gonna shame you because we think you're lying or We've decided it's you're become lying. an inconvenient thing. This is the same yes. guy who, after I fundraised to go to Disney World with marching band, mm -hmm. literally like four days before we left, told me, like, had me come to the uh, like office with the social worker. Yeah. And was like, we don't want you to go. You're too much of a liability <laughs> if you go on this trip. And that's the time that my mom decided to raise hell, which was great. And I went to Disney and it was fine. But like, that wasn't the point the yeah point that's of an it, ada problem right there the point of it was that i was told you are too much mm -hmm. for people to handle and we don't want you to go because you are going to embarrass us yep mm -hmm. jesus yeah and i was like i was like a 16 year old kid like mm -hmm. it's one of those things where i can't imagine the thought process that even got well, somebody there here's the thing is that the thought process i feel like the unconscious thought process is that people decide we're lying because a they don't have the depth of knowledge to understand and b if that were true they would have to reconsider their depth of knowledge which is scary and people don't like to do that mm -hmm. so they don't like to reconsider what could be true or not true and also the and idea then of they're like i'll just shame you into maybe telling us that you lied and also the i think the third piece of that is if if people accept the fact that like our day-to-day -day lives are so hard and we are still being quote unquote successful, then they have to re-examine mm -hmm. like- Their bootstraps yeah. definition of right. self-worth. Exactly. I'm so tired of the bootstraps argument though. Like yeah. I, I wish, I, I don't know. I just wish that somebody could in some way really actually understand without actually having to experience what we go through. Because yeah. you know, and this is like when I was giving the recap, if anyone else went on leave like that, it'd be a big deal. And people would be checking in and freaking out and like whatever, whatever. And I'm not saying like I need attention. I'm saying that they have decided that because it's me and because I'm always a dumpster fire that, oh, she's on leave, but it's fine. Like, yes, this is just par for the course for it's, Karina. It's, it's fine. It's this not exceptional and therefore it must be easier. Right. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it is. It's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's not different than what's usually going on. Therefore, it can't be that serious. Right. It can't be that bad. Yeah. Right. Because and again, you're just being dramatic. 
if if people who don't have to deal with that had to conceptualize that, then it turns into them having to kind of reflect inward and be like, well, if she's in that much pain all the time and she's still able to be successful, what am I doing? But that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So people don't want to have to do that. And like, I... I get the idea of not wanting to do things that are uncomfortable, but also I'm forced every day to do things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And the things that are uncomfortable for me are like getting up out of bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like trying to be a person who like does things. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like the meltdown I had. Life is too long and I am so tired. I have worked so fucking hard to do what I do every single day, but it's still hard every single day. Uh-huh. It doesn't get not hard just because I'm doing it. It is still hard. Tell me if you vibe with this language, because I've been thinking about it for myself. It doesn't get easier. You get used to it. Yes. Yeah. You get used to it, but it's, yeah. It doesn't get easier. If anything, it gets harder because your standards change. Well, and and your your personalization changes. Yeah. Yeah. And stamina is a big thing. And like, I'm literally living break to break. And that's Mm -hmm. how I survive. I lived break to break and then barely make it to May. And then I didn't have a summer. Well. <laughs> you have the summer. Yeah. Yes. yes. But like, even, I don't know. I just feel like I spent my entire like childhood and teenage years having to explain all the time mm-hmm. that I'm tired of doing it at this point. Yeah. And I'm well, tired and of being made to feel like the only way that my shit is valid is if people mm-hmm. validate it for validate you. it for me yeah yeah well and that's like what i was talking about with like jen jen is always so sweet with me at work um because she's like how are you and i'm like i feel like absolute shit like i i'm not having a good time i always feel awful and there was that one time <laughs> were you around when i snapped at nate no, I think I was like going home or something. I was having a really bad time. And he was like, how are you? And I or no, he asked how I felt. And I just went, how do I ever feel, Nate? Like, how do I ever feel? This is a stupid question and I'm tired of answering it. Mm. Just assume that I feel awful. But I don't remember where I was going with that. But people at work being like, oh, well, if you feel that bad, you should go home. And then you're like, but if I went home every time I felt like that, I'd I would never be, be here. Home. Yeah, all the time. And yeah. then that leads us to the problem of like, what is hard enough that I can go home or take space? What is actually what is, being sick enough? Yeah. Yes. What, what is, is sick enough when everything is sick enough for everyone mm-hmm. else? Like if, if someone else felt the way we felt, they would absolutely not be at work. Yeah. Well, and then having to like deal with like, um, making everyone else believe it too yeah makes sense like yes yeah that takes you feel like you you need to justify to everyone else right what you don't believe yes exactly (laughs) that's where you already feel like an imposter right Mm -hmm. yes yeah it's like it makes sense like if if you're you know living a day-to-day where you look at other people and go okay so if they get sick they go to my baseline and then they go home Mm -hmm. i'm at that baseline all the time i'm working and i dip below it and then I go like, no wonder it feels like a fraud because it feels situational. Yes, or, exactly. To me, it feels like, oh, isn't that convenient? Yeah. Like the one yeah. day that I don't feel well, I don't feel well. Yeah. Isn't that convenient, Lulu? Yeah. Like yeah. the one day that you don't feel good, you don't feel good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes any fucking sense. No, it does. It does. Uh, okay, cool. When you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And if you don't, 
sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's absolutely like, and it is, it's situational where you're like, yeah. do I have the stamina to deal, to deal with this? Mm-hmm. But then when you call out and you're like, I'm calling out for every reason that I've always had every other day. Right. Like that day, the first day you took off. Yeah. When I was uh-huh. like, you can't go to work today. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, oh, yeah. Did you hear now I have that? to write my entire life story out to explain. That was the day you got sick. Yes. No, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was the Tuesday. And so. Yes. That was the day that I go yeah. in either because I was I, shaking for 12 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I woke up and I was like immediately overstimulated and I was like on the verge of tears and we had a psychic moment. And he messaged me and was like, sleep is for the week. I don't normally message you until like afternoon. No, But it was yeah. like 6 a.m. And I was like, okay. Like literally right after I woke up. Mm-hmm. And then I messaged back and was like, well, I want to be the week. And we got on a FaceTime call and he convinced me not to go to work. Because I was like, I am so done with absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And I, think... I am just, I'm not good. I'm not good. I feel frayed at the ends. I think my thing that I've been doing a lot lately is that i've gotten very stubborn about it though because lou will tell me like on wednesday lou was like you don't have to go in and i was like no i'm gonna go in and then i threw up in the car i've I've straight up been telling you you're being stubborn yes Yes. well but we do it because otherwise like it feels like it feels like an alternative it feels like i'm not trying if i'm not being stubborn about it it feels like i'm not giving it enough. well and then we go back to that productivity is worth but but here's the thing trying doesn't equal like trying it equals burning yourself the fuck out Mm -hmm. and losing the opportunity to try anything else that's the definition of trying at least for me when i (laughs) that was basically our conversation rational human damn it you you can't do this anymore so can i can i connect this to because i like i don't think i have eds response or anything like that but i i I relate to it hardcore i want to talk about it from like a queer perspective like a visibly okay so here's one anecdote I was working as a para and um i was earlier in my transition so uh just as hot but maybe not as pretty as i am now and <laughs> just like in a different way you know um so you know like visibly trans also i'm six two so it's like that is an anomaly for cis women so it's gonna she be tall um right so it's like i getting introduced to the kiddos and my the person who's like been the pair of the longest kind of i guess my mentor at the time um you know when somebody reacts to it she kneels down and she goes uh this is a person that identifies as a girl and i had to like i was like okay i guess i'm grateful but then i was like okay so i had to i had to talk with her on in between periods and i was like do you identify as a girl right and she was like no i am one and i was like okay me too though Mm -hmm. like i I am one like I'm not when you say identify you mean delusioned into belief yeah that's icky and and it's like I had to be grateful because like that's well-intentioned I suppose yeah I'm not getting slurred at I'm not getting actively misgendered and I am getting stuck up for but it's like again like my low standard of treatment yeah it's like like malicious to, compliance yes i had to do something yeah. similar when somebody said preferred, but they think it's right preferred it's pronouns for a student and i was like, it's they're, like not they're not preferred, preferred. pronouns no, they're they just are what pronouns. The pronouns are yeah. like yeah that's there's yeah like if i were to ask like my dad like hey what are your preferred pronouns he'd go like i don't have any it's like yeah because your pronouns are just he him like that's what they are yeah and nobody's ever thought otherwise 
they're just my pronouns and everybody gets them wrong. Right. Uh, and I felt a lot more confident with that because now I can like, I can walk past a car, like see my reflection in passing and I can go like, oh, that's a woman. And then I connect yeah. it to me being me. And it's like, that's fucking awesome. Uh, but it's like, even before then, it's like, I have to play like the whole respectability thing where it's mm. like, if I, if I snap at being like fucking imagine if I just like for the whole day called you Aiden and you were like, why the fuck are they calling me Aiden? That's how it fucking feels. Yeah. Except imagine then that your name Aiden was like a fucking witness protection identity that you had to completely erase from your mind. And it's connected to years and years of mistreatment and depersonalization and difficulty. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, how do they fucking know I'm Aiden? Like, yeah. I'm not Aiden, but how do they know that? And then it like makes you, I don't know. It's, it's so it's fucking like abstract and hard, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, like, yeah. So that's been an example. And, and this conversation is reminding me also of like, so a world that's not built for us. Right. Yeah. And I do, I do vibe with the disability angle because I like vibe with everything that like everybody's saying about well, shit okay, when it comes to like my OCD and stuff. I think neurodivergence is absolutely in right. that category of right. like a okay. world that's not built for us. Oh, totally. It's right. built for type A and only type A. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's like neurodivergence doesn't necessarily have to have an intersection with mental illness. Mine certainly fucking does though, because I'm realizing that so many things that I do that I just thought were like background noise are like compulsions mm. and that takes fucking energy and effort. Yeah. Um, so if I relate to it in the sense of, you know, beyond my disability, I relate to in a different sense too of like, y'all built the closet around me yeah, and watched me yeah. twirl in it and watched me figure out like where the windows are, what the escape plan is. And then when I come out of it, it's either we've been new or it's none of our business. Yeah. And it's like, but I, I mean, I agree, but we're not living in the utopia that you think that we're living in. Yeah. And it's like that response that mm. is, is like indicative of that because It, it's it's like it is a big deal you know what i mean yeah like it is a big deal it's like it's like when we were talking about like the disqualifiers that people who have lived like happy sheltered lives have yes. where they're like oh you had a really rough experience well are you sure it was that rough are you sure people were like doing it on purpose are you sure that it was abusive like they have to like disqualify our experience because mm -hmm. it makes them question their own personal like privileges yes. right so that's, yeah. so that's why that it's like sense? it's like oh it's 2022 it's not a big deal that you're gay or whatever or, or trans or whatever and it's like but mm. it fucking is yeah it's a huge fucking deal like just because i am not actively being given a lobotomy does uh -huh. not mean it is easy for me to exist right. in the world right like even something right, is like I'm not in crisis even and this is like a thing that I've dealt with already, but like, I feel like it's important to bring it up. Like when I had somebody come in and sub for me mm -hmm. and she organized my desk for me. Ew, I don't like that. Oh, and she ended no. up talking to me about it later because she came in and subbed for another day. And she was like, I just needed to like create a space for myself. I hope you were able to find your stuff. And I was like, no. yeah, yeah, whatever. It's fine. But like that, I felt so embarrassed about it. Because there's an inherent, like, 
shame, shame. thing yeah. of like I'm, your I, desk <clears throat> is messy. So. I had to clean up your mess for you. Right. And it's like yeah. okay, I know that it looks like a tornado exploded You're on my desk. You're not adulting well enough. But the thing about the tornado on my desk you is, know that, where everything is, is that exactly. I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can find all of my shit. Don't move my piles. Like, They're there I have, for a reason. I have piles of things. I have pens in certain places because I use certain pens for certain things because I have autism. <laughs> and I need <laughs> access to the things that I need access to. And I need yep. to be able to see all of it. And it needs to be predictable. And it needs to be <laughs> like, the way it needs to I be. Am, and, and I think if it came from a place of, like, you know, if she also had autism or... Um, you know, for me, it's like an OCD thing. Sometimes things need to be cleanly in mm-hmm. the right way as as well as messy in the right way. It's like a fucking thing. But it's like, if I were to do that, if it was coming from that place, I would have put it all back. Right. Like right. you that's make piles and you move it over. But then so it's like you, you treat it as a favor. It and that's yeah. how you know it comes from this holistic yeah, right. there's like shameful sheltered place, place yeah. where it's like, like I you did this needed for you. my help so you to can get keep organized. this and it's like a, a failing on my Ooh. part like when i walked in and saw that my desk was rearranged i like immediately was like i don't like this not nope. only nope. because i can't find anything well because it's a violation because it also feels like uh-huh. yeah. it's routine it's broken. violating it's yes and it's also like now i feel like you had to see this this thing that was not was not like cool mid twenties teacher of me, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. where? But it's like that's the default for us. Yeah, it's yes. like most things are like that, and we don't have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and do the world a favor by making it more accommodating right. to us. Yes, because if I, I feel like if I made a, a place more like suited for me. Everything would be in piles and nests and blankets exactly. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then everybody would be like, what are you fucking doing? Right. Why are you doing that? I mean, that? I think the kids I am would doing an autism. Yeah. You go away. I'm doing a little bit of tism. Shut your hate hole and get out of my room. <laughs> but like, it just, it, I think there's just so much shame attached to this Not othering. Type a, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's any kind of, like, like whether clearly it's, you're struggling and... We need to help you because you're not functioning the way that like normal people should and do. The way that NPCs and you're function. like mm, right. Even mm. like we're doing this thing at school with um, the the big kind of like above us project us? that is Sorry. in charge of our school. <laughs> ah yes. Mm-hmm. And part of that is like an, like analyzing your health from like six different angles. And like Gross. looking at things like nutrition and whatever else. No. And when I did this with my advisory students, I was like, this is great, but I need you to keep in mind that this does not take into, like this scale thing does not take into account mental illness. Mm-hmm. This does not take into account any mm-hmm. kind of disability. Yeah. Because like, here's the thing. Let's stop for... shaming people yeah. because they're not meeting a like it's, it's made also, up standard. It's also based off of Maslow's shit, which was only studied with white people. I appreciate Maslow's yeah. just because I use it um, to explain that kids mm-hmm. can't learn unless their needs are met. Oh, for sure, it works that's, as a model. That's how I use that. Right, <laughs> and but I will. Like, it's not one size damn. fits all in every scenario. No, that's absolutely what people not. Think it is because it's like. Well, and I think. I need, need to, to feel good to eat, not the other way around. Right. Well, and they need to understand that, like, safety plays a huge role in all of those things. All of mm-hmm. them. And if you don't feel safe, you're putting your needs on hold. Mm-hmm. 
It's not even just like, I can't get my needs met. You put your needs on hold and then you don't have needs. And then you're on survival mode and yeah. you just stay that way. I was going to say, like, how, how do you function in the world as is? Yeah. Well, I'm like, I don't. We should come <laughs> back to that after the break. Yeah. But we, I think we're at a yeah, time mm-hmm. for a break. I think so we're too. Good... I need to stretch my jaw. Yes. Well, this has been fantastic so far. So. Yeah. You need I was hoping it more. wouldn't be a bummer. <laughs> no, no. I'm waiting for no, I'm saying everything I need to say. I need you to get out of here. Talking enough. Okay, well, then you can do the outro. I don't do the outro. So there. I'm, I'm doing the intro. Don't worry what about it. What do we it. need to do? Um, work Who on remembers? The outro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see if I remember. Okay. okay. Take your meds, water. Yep. Hide, hydrate uh, or dihydrate. Mm-hmm. Whichever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, like that one. <laughs> movement, if you're capable. Yeah. A uh, be gay, do crime. Sunlight. Do crimes. Go find some sunlight. And have a snack, because you are a snack. Yeah. And you I are what you are. eat. There you go. You don't want to be a fucking, I don't know. Nothing. Dust nothing. motor. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to be nothing. nothing. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> eat gummy bears. True facts. All right, my loves. Take your break. Do what you need to do. And we will see you in a moment. Bye. Fantastic Pains now has merch. I know we've been promising it for a while, but it is here. Um, You can find our stuff at fantastic-pains.creator-spring.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, wine coolers, I guess you can call them and my very favorite backpack. So take a minute, go check us out. Oh, hey, you're back. Welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Did you do the things? I hope you did. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> no, that's it. We're back. I love this we, whole time. We did the things. Yeah. We went out and we had sunlight yeah. and we talked and we ranted and raved like lunatics. And and we had water, and this is the wrong. We also one. we also saw a squirrel. Ugh. We saw a squirrel, and it was great. We did yeah. see a squirrel. There was in fact a squirrel. 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 Where's the other one? Over? Right there. No. Karina, I, I put my wrist back in place. Dusty. My wrist was popped. Oh and yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me. Popped it I got for it. me. Oh um yeah. Great. I may have just diagnosed people again. <laughs> we had a bite and break. I have a bad habit of diagnosing other zeros. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Oh, no, it's, it's that one. Now it makes sense again. Sorry, we're all neurodivergent over here. And um, not that you could tell that yeah, you'd never know from the everything about us. Yes. So we all uh, we all the fidget thing. There yes, you go. Quite. Yes, quite. Quite. Indeed. Quite. Um, yeah. So we had uh, interesting conversations, and I may have diagnosed more zebras. Just like At least it's spread on the, radar. the love and the eds. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah, <laughs> something I'll be thinking about. Relocated mm-hmm. some some wrists. And your back. And we're back. And my back. Yep. My pussy. <laughs> and my crack. Yeah. That's, Since that's, nobody else cut in. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I guess we... I have to shove those. <laughs> Just crack them. Oh. That does not sound nice. No. Shut no. up. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I think I need to leave. That's what my neighbor asked me. Hey, have you gotten the pussy crack surgery? <laughs> have you cracked your pussy open? 
Ow! This is awful. <laughs> I don't like it here anymore. Anyway, hi, besties. I need to leave. <laughs> oh, this Lord. is definitely a TikTok. Uh, fabulous. Wonderful. Cool. <laughs> we can post it on the Facebook. The Facebooks. <laughs> the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Facebooks? The books of faces. No, one of the recently. that I do with a girl has no face is um whenever she's watching something I'm like oh is that your friend? <laughs> Did I meet him at like your birthday party? Uh, the, I don't I don't know if that's only like an Ashkenazi mother experience, but like oh that's your friend right? Like oh I think he was he was in your third grade class with was my third grade class with Mrs. Sars. That's an unfortunate. Oh, the <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Sars. <laughs> no, Mrs. Safford. Damn. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay. So, it's not as awful. <laughs> this is. Anyway, yep. we have real things to talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're coming back for part <laughs> two. <laughs> totally just derailed everything. We're hey, what talk- was your third grade teacher? <laughs> <laughs> sure there's some juicy trauma there <laughs> let's your, get into what it your second grade teacher's name it's funny mrs grove mrs grove i just love noun names it's not funny it's just what a name was it is to me <laughs> a lot of people with like chris's have that going on like mm. a lot of like terrain features i mean chris pa- chris pine hill um, waters creek i know a creek? shit ton of yeah oh. jen's name is unfortunate too because she's jen brook hill <laughs> that's cool that's like a scottish place mm-hmm. that's how like places in scotland yeah name. fabulous <laughs> all right what are we talking about this time? oh we were going to talk about how to adapt to the world that's not meant for us yes while i think we need to also talk about changes that are coming about in yeah. these new generations <laughs> and how things are um there, there's a little bit of hope yeah for those of us who are not that type a so a little you're either type a or a little, little bit of a <laughs> <laughs> or in hiding the rest of us yeah. <laughs> great but yes so we've talked about the world not being made for us and the difficulties that we all go through mm-hmm. um and those invisible experiences that other people either can't understand or they shy away from because it is uncomfortable mm. um but how do we adapt to the world that's not made for us how do we make it so that we can function masking mm-hmm. masking or staying home that's it masking that's or staying home now what do you mean like masking let's just go through it like describe masking in general describe it <laughs> a few things start to happen <laughs> my vision starts to flatten my heart gets to tap in and i think i'm gonna die and now we've been demonetized <laughs> yep <laughs> Thank you for that, Karina. Great. Thank you. Great. Wonderful. Awesome. But like pretending you're fine. Yeah. Putting on that front that everything's not what it is. Mm -hmm. That you don't want to make people uncomfortable because that's just rude. Right. You have a condition and you need to keep it in check. Keep it to yourself. Seriously. Yeah. Like it's gross. Like it's a dirty word. Right. Yes. Like I was talking about somebody's reaction to their grandchild having autism before. Mm, and, And it very much was like, don't bring it up. That's a dirty word. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. Like this bizarre because it is it's like anything that's not normal is icky Mm -hmm. and you need to keep it to yourself and or like 
cope quietly. Yeah. Well, imagine like trying to suggest it to people too. Like, mm, you might be autistic. Like, oh, how dare you? Right. Like, I don't right. mean it in a bad way. How dare you? I mean, yeah. you have like a different way of thinking. Like, like if, if you think it's bad, you've been conned. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. I legitimately think that at least in this era, 90% of it is anti-vax conspiracy. I think that's really the source of it mm-hmm. because that's re- really what put autism as a dirty word. Well, that and autism speaks. Oh, yes. for sure. Autism speaks. Didn't that come out like as wrecked. a product of? I don't, I don't even know how it came about, but it was disgusting and it's mm-hmm. still disgusting. It's yeah. just disgusting yeah, and sheep's clothing. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Right. It, yeah, as. Because autism speaks started the like lost cure. child campaign mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they were like oh autism has stolen your child from you autism steals your kids and, and we're gonna cure autism yeah yeah and now it's how do we prevent uh-huh. autistic people from being born uh-huh it's eugenics yes yeah. yes well it always comes down to that right mm-hmm. like <laughs> you're not gonna cure autism you're not gonna rewire somebody's brain yeah right like and also sorry they don't need to say would you want or that though? want right a cure i'm just into a lot of video games right it's just so irritating because you see Not these parents who are like really and i get it like raising a an autistic child who may be nonverbal or maybe has some like behavioral outbursts um mm-hmm. can be difficult but a lot of the time you see people talk about autism as this like trial that parents face oh yeah instead of something that is affecting that child yeah because it's literally it comes back to like well what did i how did i fail as a parent Mm -hmm. that this is the kind of child i got and it's like genetics for me yes my kid didn't come out the way i wanted him to right It's, it's like when i when i talk to my mother about my experience coming out what she centered was her experience of fear for mm. me like knowing that society is aggressive towards queer people and therefore i like she didn't want to indulge i don't i i don't want to put words in her mouth but it, it basically like centered that experience it's like i might have reacted the way that i did because i was scared for you but it's like yeah no that makes but sense. like yeah i'm going through it though right right like that's full stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's and not it's like about it's great you. because that's the other thing it's like i wouldn't cure my queerness but it unarguably makes it fucking difficult yes and like i wouldn't erase all of my memories and ancestry of like jewish suffering right but it makes like it sucks like it's generational trauma mm-hmm. right uh the goal shouldn't be to cure it. It should be to fucking fix society so that... Yes. Like, yeah, I, I mean... Like, the conditions like that don't need a cure. If we're mm-hmm. talking about something that is, like, wholly destructive right. to the body... Fatal to itself and not fatal because you're going to get bashed by somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. That is, like, let's focus on a cure uh-huh. for those things. Let's not, like, don't don't mess around with a cure for autism. Like, or even for HEDS, we've seen like, oh, yeah. oh, they're working on studies to cure it. You're not going to cure it. Right. If you were born and you have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, you have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. End of story. Nobody is going to rewire your genetics. Mm-hmm. And even if they could, 
Would you, you still want them have to? well, not even that. Like you still have all of the damage that was done. Mm-hmm. Yes. End of story. Like. Yeah, and also I, I don't like the idea of being like crisper in post. Like right. that sounds. Yeah. Well, and I just I'm first, very sensitive to you to eugenics yeah. because of like well, my ancestors. It's gross. And I mean a lot of I mean a lot of like marginalized groups yeah, have that it's, connection. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is really fucking gross, and it is like a solution that especially the United States has employed to deal with disabled people. Um, and it doesn't like mitigate suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. It enhances it. Yeah. So any any focus on cure in that way is like so harmful. Well, and like Summer was saying, like, would you want to? It's part of my at identity. At this now. point in your life, would you cure EDS? No. Because it's like it's wholly a part of you. Even Sophie been wholly a would part answer of that you. way, which is yeah. interesting. Because I've asked her, I was like, would you rather have a dad the... who didn't have EDS? Right. And she yeah. said no, because I wouldn't be the same person, mm-hmm. and she yeah. knows that. Like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like. And this is what we've learned is like the the best people in the world are the most traumatized people. Yes. The mm-hmm. best people in the world are the people who have been through it. Yeah. The best people in the world are the people who have suffered because they understand what it is to suffer mm-hmm. and they understand what it is to feel alone. Mm-hmm. And then the want is to make other people not feel so alone. Yes. I, I don't I don't buy the whole, you know, hurt people people shit writ large like i sometimes it's still a choice but yeah. like yeah it, it when people employ it as an excuse for yeah. behavior it's like well but it's not because you're like look at yeah. all these people who I don't, are also I don't hurt care how hurt like people. your parents treated you like yeah. you're treating me this way now mm-hmm. yeah so that's on you mm-hmm. well and that's exactly what we're like generational trauma yes mm-hmm. and breaking the cycle we talked about this last week yeah yeah a little bit where we talked about like because you were you were down on yourself because of the productivity stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. And <laughs> then we happened. talked about you are doing stuff. You are nah. raising emotionally intelligent, wonderful, empathetic children who are just getting ready to be the best people. Right. I'm just going to keep ignoring your nonsense. No, it's fine. Because, Go on. You know. Just talk over me. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna. <laughs> I think I think that's a really big <clears throat> part of it though. Like mm-hmm. just the, I don't know how to say this in a way that makes sense. So tell me if it doesn't make any sense, but like trying to think about like, if my childhood wasn't the way that it was, would I be the person that I am? Right. Would I be like Mm -hmm. more successful, less successful? Would it like, if these bad things didn't happen, Mm -hmm. I don't know who I would be. And I don't necessarily want to find out. And that's not, that's not like a, like, victimizing myself. Right, right. You're like, like, you are who you are, the good and the bad. Yes. And I feel like, and this is something that I I talked about with a student recently, um, who, like a a heavily traumatized student who, like, talks about it kind of in spurts and then will not talk about it at all for, like, a long time. Yeah. But we talked about the, the idea that, like, you you are your whole self. And, like, ha- having these things not happen to you would not necessarily make things better. It would just make them different. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's essentially asking you, would you have rather not been born? Yes. 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 Well, because you would be a wholly different person. Mm-hmm. You would be an entirely different, like, 
it would it would be an entirely different situation. Yeah. And it's the same thing as like thinking about if I hadn't met you, I would not be where I am right now. Oh, my life right. is so much better. Well, okay, so there's um there's also that piece where when we talk about like generational trauma and breaking the cycle, mm-hmm. it's still a choice, right? Like, but why do people make that choice? People make that choice in this like bubble of well, I survived it and I'm fine. Therefore, yes. it must be okay. Because if they acknowledge it to be traumatic, mm. they have to face their trauma. Yeah. I, I was yes. writing about this the and other day. And people don't. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the fear, right? I, I I wrote about this the other day. It's like I was getting in my I was getting down on myself about um just like this this fantasy idea that like A, things are better, which I'm not entirely convinced about. And B, because things are better. I, you know, should feel better. Mm. Right. Right. Um, and it's like, our problems are like so unique in human history that it's like, yeah. Um, and also it's like, I don't really want to feel grateful that I'm not getting bashed by default in the street when I'm still being right. legislated like as you, to whether I have a right to exist. You should not be like, asked I'm allowed to, to be, be grateful afraid, for the very minimum. Right. And it's like, I didn't fucking experience any of that shit. So it's like, I can't say for sure, but it's like Marsha P. Johnson wouldn't want me to settle. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but so I was thinking about this the other day, too. So I was like, I was getting down on myself about it. And that was kind of a reasoning that I picked up for myself. But I wrote also about, like, even if you didn't go through it firsthand, you were born, were raised knowing that something happened in the past when you had no control over it. Yeah. And the rest of your life is watching the perpetrators forgive themselves for it. Yes. That's an interesting take. Yeah. I think that's more so like a... Well... Go for it. Oh my gosh, that is such an interesting take because that's exactly what it is. Like you see all the time. And that's why that's why we come down to these lines of like, oh, we can't talk about the bad things that happened anymore because it's better now. We fixed it. We fixed it. We fixed it. But it's like, how do we know that we fixed it? But we didn't. We just don't want to face it. Mm-hmm. And if we face it, we have to acknowledge the wrongdoing. I remember you said, and we have to stop doing right. the wrongdoing. I remember you said something on an episode that was like, it's 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 more covert, mm-hmm. and that like things are better. But it's also like we're like I'm talking, I'm catching myself talking in a mode where it's like I have to explain around things being better as if if they were better, that would be bad, mm-hmm. right? Like they can also be better. There's nothing wrong with that, and and I think it's a measure of. Cause I don't want to speak for anybody, but I feel like we kind of relate on this. Like it can be better. That's cool. Um, but for me, that triggers like a fear of like, okay, then I'm not like good enough or I'm not like doing enough. Like if, if I'm struggling in the same way that my ancestors did, but I have more spoons because the society around me is better mm-hmm. then it's like, I am lazy. I'm unworthy. I'm not doing enough. See, but here's the thing. I don't think it's, <laughs> It's also impossible to gauge. Like, covert is an interesting... I'm, I'm trying to put this thought together. Covert 19. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Out the window. Done. Yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> well, I was just thinking that, like... We're in this point where the people who are privileged tell themselves things are better. Mm-hmm. And because of that we come up against doubt yes do you want to know another thing too i don't want to interrupt no go for it um another part of it too is that so in like the information age 
we know that there are enough resources and then there's enough money to cure most human suffering. The UN talked to Elon Musk and said, hey, it will take this much money to end world hunger and you have this much money. With like plenty yeah. to spare. Right. And it, that's the part of it too. But if they ended world su like suffering, there would be no profit in suffering. Right, that's the thing. So it's like, I think about that a lot too in the sense of, sorry, I'm picking up a stem. No, you're thing. fine. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a Doppler effect going on. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, but so so I think that's also a very unique part of the pain too. Mm -hmm. It's that we know that there are solutions that not literally overnight, but like pretty fucking close could basically like solve climate change, solve world hunger, solve yeah. like all of these like institutional fucking problems. Right. But because it's not profitable, right. it's not and, on the and, table. And people like have it and are hoarding that solution. Like that would suck. Like if I was in prison and like I was just there and then just like all my shit was like given to me by some like invisible person, that would be a lot easier to deal with than seeing the fucking guard with his keys jangling walk down mm -hmm. and tease me with it mm -hmm. and then walk away. That's kind of. I, I hope that's not insensitive that I'm like using that analogy, but that's kind of the way that I imagine it in my head. Well, it is. It's a like a societal prison. Right. We are we are caught in this loop where and people want to believe it because if they don't believe it, then they have to acknowledge the wrong and they have to acknowledge that what they had in their head isn't the case. Mm -hmm. It's that like battle between the white picket fence and reality. Right. Yeah. I think I think another part of that, especially for like when we're talking about parents and like older generations not wanting to acknowledge either fuck ups or that like it has nothing to do with you this is just what life is mm -hmm. like thinking about like my dad my dad is very much the kind of person that's like life has always been shitty and it's always going to be shitty yeah. and if you try to make it not shitty you're just wasting time that you could be using to like go to work and right, go do all right. of these things. Just grind. And if you put your nose to the ground. And if like, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm -hmm. and all of this shit that doesn't it'll be exist. Better. It'll and, be better. And you will know your life is better only because the material life of other people around you is worse. Mm -hmm. yes. That is your metric for if your life is good. Not yes. if you're fulfilled or happy, but because these people have it worse. Well, it's yes. the it same reason to. that like, why is it so easy to walk by homeless people all the time? And so many homeless people all yeah, the time. Like, I, it isn't like, for me. I don't know. No, it's much. awful. Like, like I think about it all the guts time. Guts wrench mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah, but I, like, what do you do? And we all have this like, I mean, generationally, there's a mindset of like, oh no, this is just the way it is. Yes. Which is so interesting because if you look at the honey badger generation coming up and Gen Z leading the way, it's like mm -hmm. that same thing. Like millennials open the door and y'all are having at it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. But they're asking why. Yeah. For so many things that like, we were just like, oh, right. because here's that's the thing. just the way it is. We I have know. the statistics. Last time I checked, there were 36 vacant houses to every one homeless person. That's not the way that it is. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I certainly didn't fucking make the choice. Mm -hmm. These powerful people did. Yep. So why did they? Like, and, and that's like the tantalizing part. It's like, if it truly was just like, you know, suffering and it, you know, comes from God or it's it's just comes from this uncaring universe or whatever. Um, that makes it a lot easier to deal with. Yes. Because then you just immerse yourself in it 
and you come out the other side a little like and you rationalize polished right right Right. but it's like this fucking dude this bald asshole (laughs) not to be like bald phobic but i'm just talking about jeff bezos if you're bald i'm sure you're gorgeous unless you're jeff bezos um then you know then it's like this doesn't come from something this isn't like worth it this isn't like this doesn't separate the wheat from the chaff this doesn't do anything it's just hoarding yeah and i think going back to like having to adapt to a world that's not made for you it's the same things because suddenly when when the world does not work around you and you have to like figure out how to slot in in a weird way then you start asking well why was it built this way in the first mm-hmm. place then right. if so many people cannot access these things right. and that's why it turned but then that gets twisted i feel like and i don't know if this is a universal experience you can tell me if it's not but like that questioning of like okay it's really hard for me to do this thing mm-hmm. i don't understand why it's structured this way then it's labeled as well you're whining and you're asking for too much and you're asking for yeah, too many for things. handouts mm-hmm. you're asking for yeah. handouts you're asking for you you to be like somebody to hold your hand through things and it's mm-hmm. like no it's not that i can't do it it's that i shouldn't have to yes i it just yeah i, I think about this all the time how can anybody think that you can earn a billion dollars Right. You unless well, you're four thousand years old, you can't thing, earn that, a billion dollars. Like they're you told, they're told this story, and they want to cling to that story, in spite of everything, because the story gives them a sense of like hope and predictability mm-hmm. where there is none. Mm-hmm. To convince yourself that there isn't a solution to the problem. Right. Well, and it's, it it's that same thing of it. like trying to avoid their own trauma. Mm-hmm. They justify the trauma and then repeat the trauma. And and then I, oh, sorry. Were you good? No, you're good. Okay. So I, I also wanted to, because you, you made a point about, you know, you, you realize that these systems are in place that are built either not for you or literally against you mm-hmm. um, because you go through it. And it makes me think, like, to give credit to other generations, it's like there have been plenty of activist generations, um, Gen X and, and, uh, God forbid, but like fucking baby boomers, like uh, <laughs> supposedly, I read it in textbooks. Um, but the curious thing is that like if if Gen Z, you know, for if more of Gen Z is like socialist radical than like any other generation, part of it then is the product of the environment. Mm-hmm. It the proof is in itself that it's like we're seeing it because it affects us more. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the clock is ticking down because we see fucking climate change, because we see all these solutions in people's hands that they're withholding and telling you that you're not doing enough to earn it. You're playing fucking keep away like bullies. Yeah. Well, that's the other part is, like, you see it more, right? Yeah. It's not that. And this is the another piece of the story that they're telling is, like, oh, autism diagnoses are being handed out like candy or ADHD diagnoses are being handed out like candy or EDS is super rare. It's not. It's not at all it's not and we're realizing these things but people that like the story mm-hmm. becomes that like oh it's new it's not new it's just now being acknowledged mm-hmm. it's just now being like addressed and, am I supposed and to not be... even appropriately right. and not even for everybody right and we're realizing that more of our population has all these problems and so now it is time to restructure society 
because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. Yeah. I feel like type A is the minority here when it comes to what is functional. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it always has been. Yes. It's just been. We the were expe- lied to. <laughs> the expectation is that everybody who is not type A is forced to mask all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the people who are type A are constantly like, I don't know why you. Or like, none of that is happening. And I don't believe that. And mm-hmm. like, yes. I can't imagine it or, oh, I can't believe it. That's what bothers me the most is when people are like, I can't believe that happened. And you're like, really? <laughs> Use your imagination, really. Oh, actually, yeah. You this can't was a fiction exercise. I can't. What? I was t- I was participating in the oral tradition of fiction storytelling. <laughs> I wasn't actually unpacking trauma to you. You caught me. <laughs> you did it. You caught me. Chime in here. You've been very quiet. I'm just. I know you're listening. Shitty. Sorry. You're valid. You're listening. I'm trying. <laughs> oh yeah. Like in the meantime while we wait to destructure things how how do we make it work yeah um i mean i think that's different for oh jesus christ i think that's different for everybody mm-hmm. i think you know everybody comes to their own solutions uh i hate the sound of it but it's true i i mean i i don't think there's like a one size yeah. all way to well, i mean that's no. the thing like, that's I mean, not something you can just yeah. dispense advice on that's gonna be like oh okay yeah. but actually i think we can all agree we need to do more capital <laughs> oh yeah it's because yes. of regulation and it's disclaimer i am jewish i'm allowed to say it the jews <laughs> that everything's falling apart. we can only do more capitalism if i get paid for being alive that's the job that i'm doing now so i need to be paid oh, I'm, for I'm being alive so unironically down for fucking uh, <laughs> uh what is it base universal basic income mm-hmm. yeah like unironically like holy yeah. shit because that's the thing is like and i ask myself this all the time and we talk about it all the time and i have to remind myself i don't know what the future is going to look like but even after like when a therapist looks at you and goes do you have to work that job at that capacity and you're like what are my options mm-hmm. uh-huh. what are my options starve to death lose my house what are my options yeah i have to did you say that no, oh, I was Should've. like, I want to see what. Well, what I told her I had to work full time, or because I needed money. Right. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, well, do you have to work that job? And I was like, I love my job. Thank yeah. you very much. It's only she was like, Oh, well, what you're okay. trained for and comfortable with, yeah. and mm-hmm. care about. Well, and I had and... to explain that it would be worse anywhere else. Right. Yeah. I have way more leeway in this job than I would well, anywhere and passion else. Passion for the job. Yeah. And I'm good at my job, and everybody knows I'm good at my job, and that helps to like keep my spot but also i have to play this game of like not necessarily masking but trying to like do things when it's convenient yes and that is so so difficult Mm -hmm. and that's the thing for me like coping and getting along in the world that's not made for me is like i had to learn to be really flexible with things and i had to learn how to and now i'm happier in my life because i learned how to get loud Mm mm-hmm I learned how to, like, I could say, ow, when it, when something hurts me. And it wasn't, like, a big thing. And I learned that, like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for attention. Right. I'm doing it so I can get it out of me. And that helps. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that helps, and this is, this is cheesy, but, like, it's important to find people who aren't going to make you feel bad about the way you have to exist as a person. Mm-hmm. Because I... All you need is love. (laughs) 
We're going to get copyright striked again, except this time by the Beatles. I'm anyway. such a good singer. But like, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's very easy to settle in regards to like finding people who are like not being mean to you about it, but there's a very big difference between people who aren't being mean to you about it and people who are mm -hmm. actually like trying to understand mm -hmm. what the situation is. Yeah. And I think at least for me, a lot of my like growing up and growing out of friendships was realizing, oh, it's not that you actually care. It's just that you aren't, you're just not telling me that you think I'm annoying. Like I can tell that's what you think, mm. but you just, just because you aren't saying it doesn't mean that mm -hmm. you're a great person to be around. Right. Right. Or the people who like shame you for your state of being. Yes. And you're like, ugh, again. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you don't. You were fine this morning. You were fine. You were fine. You were fine this last morning. time I saw you. You were fine like, five minutes ago. You don't look sick. <laughs> or like the. Oh, isn't that convenient for you? And it's always like, Shut it's, up. The, it's always something really? or the. Well, but we really like. Like I didn't feel good, and I still came in, and it's yeah. like your version of not feeling being good. Flaky. Yes, your version of not feeling good, is like <clears throat> my Saturday. My that's, just that's like my that's life. just what. Tuesday is. Imagine an air traffic controller being like, well, your plane was like, fine. Last time I checked. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I had to learn to get loud and I had to learn to do it in a shameless way. And mm -hmm. I realized that everybody was suffering and doing it quietly so that no one else could see that everyone was suffering. And if we could just all see each other, mm -hmm. we would all feel less alone and we yeah. could be more open with what is happening in our society because mm -hmm. we live here also and we have to exist in this space because it was designed that way. But also don't tell me it can't be changed because it's been done that way. Blah, 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 blah. It's like 200 years old. Calm down. You are a blip on the cosmic scale. Stop yeah, it. Really? It can change. It will change. Stop it. Don't settle for nonsense. And that's the thing is like we're being asked to settle and be grateful mm -hmm. for the yes. bare minimum. It's not just settling. You no, should be. You, should, you have to be. You grateful. should be grateful that you yeah. haven't been fired. You should be grateful that you weren't kicked out of college. You yeah. should be grateful that you found people who accommodate. And it's like I, I don't. All the time. I don't need to be grateful for people not bullying Being me. horrible to me. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't. I shouldn't be asked to be grateful to like be able to exist and like have my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's that's the game that I'm currently dealing with family wise, which is like, mm -hmm. well, you should be grateful that you were able to get out. And it's like or like, oh, someone else had it much worse. And yes. You should be grateful. It's not that bad. I feel bad for them. That contributes to my pain. The fact that other people have it worse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like the whole point of like empathy. Yeah. And you know? overcoming privilege is like realizing that people have it worse than you and that it like could be your fault if you don't give a shit. But if you do and you actively, you know, try to fix it, then it's like that, you know, the world is better off once we demolish these systems. Yes. But until then, like, it is painful. Yes. It doesn't, um, like, at all equate to people actually going through it firsthand, right. but, like, it is fucking it's, painful. It's that idea mm -hmm. that, like, healing is painful, but, yeah, and, and that's why we avoid it. And the other part of that is the, like, competition element of everything uh -huh. has to be there has to be a competition to everything and you have to like there there always has to be like oh i'm making a lot of money and i have 2.5 kids 
and a white picket fence and a dog and it's a golden retriever. <laughs> like yeah, I cut my third. Let's in half. measure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You have to. You have to get it right. it Measure to the success by save, the white yeah. picket fence. Yeah. yeah. Vertically or horizontally? <laughs> uh, I mean, different strokes for different folks. Calm I think. Down I there, think Solomon. so for. Uh, God, that I. That is such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I am like so caught off guard. What are you gonna do with your half a baby? <laughs> I'm concerned about that part. Thank you very much. You hung up on the details. Take you should do more self care. Actually, I am <laughs> going to die hey, out I mean, of spite. Half a kid. Speaking of yeah. dying, I know I'm, I'm like hurt pain. Bad. Mm -hmm. Should we bad. wrap it up, friends? We've been at it for like three hours and fifty minutes. So yeah. Whoa. Let's mm -hmm. wrap That's like it the length up, of babes. King Kong. Because I'm hurting and you're hurting yeah. and you're hurting. You know the film. Yeah. The film. King Kong. Yeah. Jack Black's in it. Yeah. Shut up. I think. <laughs> You're like, just, just stop yeah, it. He's in it. Okay, cool. Just You're stop right. it. Yeah. I'll stop for walking. But yeah, like, it's not made for us. Mm -hmm. And we have to figure out how to work with it. And part of figuring out how to work with it is talking about it. Yes. And yes. not feeling like you are stuck living in a silo where you were the only person who was experiencing yeah. things. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. It's not easy to, like, push yourself out of the thing because yeah. the first few times you do it or the first like three million times you do it it's gonna feel like i'm suddenly pushing in the burden of how i'm feeling onto somebody else i've mm -hmm. spread it i was handling it better on my own because then i didn't have to deal with the fact that other people deal with it and feel bad about it yeah that's but the other thing it. you don't want people like worrying about yeah. you all the time and mm -hmm. or those are my you. options yeah exactly so i have you and diana who i can trust to be like dude bro take do do your thing please like what are you doing? And then other people are like, panic. And then other people are like, again. And those are the people I come up against. Mm -hmm. It's great. But yeah, get loud. Mm -hmm. Don't stop being loud just because other people are uncomfortable. Let them be uncomfortable. It's like art. We're it is comfortable meant to comfort all the, time. the right. disturbed and disturb the comfortable. And I think that's part of this uh, like societal shift is disturb the comfortable. Mm -hmm. Don't let them be yes. comfortable anymore. So as a synopsis, we live in a society. <laughs> and it's well terrible. <laughs> My face like starts getting <laughs> white and green and red. <laughs> I start getting this all anti-feminist. This is the start of the joke. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my God. Okay, on that note, <laughs> shall we wrap it up, my friends? Yep. Yes. That was a really good conversation. I appreciate yeah. it. Mm -hmm. It was all right. I talk too much and no, he really just good. does not talk at all. He's he's just, not, he not, he not feel good. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he did not great. feel good. I tried. Well, it was a good conversation. It was. It was a really it was good conversation. It was very interesting. I always love these conversations. They're great. So if you enjoyed it, please leave us a like, maybe share, maybe subscribe. Is good. Send me your number if you're a girl and over 18. <laughs> Podcast? That is our demographic. <laughs> we'll just have all the ads together. It's great. <laughs> all right. You know the drill. Thank you so much for coming along. We really appreciate it. Make sure that you are kind to yourself and kind to others. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>